Hello, hello, welcome to Actuality Talk. I'm Doc Mel. I'm glad you're listening. Listen, we've got a great show lined up for you today. One of our very, on one of my own, that's what I want to call her, one of my own. She goes as young Tina Snow. She's an <laughs> H-Town hottie, but to me, she is an excellent student. Uh, her name is Megan P. The Stallion. Yes. Megan, we got you in the studio. I'm so, like, I don't even, I, I'm excited, but I feel like, oh my God, I'm sitting here with my professor. Let me make sure I don't say any curse words. Let me, let me make sure I give the right answer. You're going to give the right answers. You're going to give the right answers. I'm excited to have you on. First of all, let me just tell you I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I don't know how often you hear that, um, but the fact that you are here at Texas Southern University um, getting your degree in healthcare administration and juggling that ball and a rising, emerging rapping, rapper, rapper yeah. career. I mean, I, it's just incredible to me. So when I connected with you on that level, I said, oh my goodness, she has an alter ego. Yes. <laughs> this is not the same making no. in my class. For and the I, longest, like, <laughs> my classmates didn't even know I was a rapper when I first came. And then they were like, well, wait a minute. Don't, don't, we we know you? <laughs> don't we know you? Well, take us back to the beginning, because we want to walk through your journey and and I want you to share with us you know where are you from and what was your upbringing like uh so I'm from Houston Texas I'm from the south side um mm. I went to middle school at I went to private school at first at Candy Stripe I don't know if you know what it is but like the original <laughs> one was on MLK uh-huh, so uh-huh. um coming from Candy Stripe I went to Albert Thomas Middle School that's like in dead end like right there by Sterling and mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. so I've always been like a grandma's baby like this. My mom and my grandma like went back and forth for raising me. Uh-huh. So just growing up with all that attention and being spoiled like that, like mm-hmm. I guess I've kind of always just assumed that's how everybody else in the world was going to be. <laughs> and if they wasn't going to give me all that attention, I was going to make them give me that you attention. Go, you going to demand the right. attention. So, now, were you the only child? I'm like, the only child. Oh my right. So I just need, I just, I just love like just you know, entertaining people. And I, I didn't know I was going to be a rapper, but I knew I was going to do something that was going to entertain people. But you just didn't I know just, at I that didn't age. Know what, I didn't know what it was going to be. But once I got into music, I was like, oh, duh, this is me. That's, That's it. What I'm do. That's yeah. it. That's what you do. Now, what memories from your childhood stand out the most? Living on the South Side or just growing up? Are there any memories that really stand out the most? Um, so my mother was a rapper. Uh, right. Wait so, a minute. Right. That's a, <laughs> wait. So in case you didn't know, you got it from your mama. Right. Okay, that, that's okay. where the whole idea came from. So growing up and watching her go to the studio and just looking at her type of studio etiquette and everything, I would be like in a little waiting room, and she, I guess she thought I was in there doing little kid stuff, coloring, and you know probably yeah. doing homework. No, I was like at the door, like listening, like okay, yeah, she's saying that. Okay, they doing that. So I just knew I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this too. Wow. So, yeah. And I had like. A um, like UGK like it's a strong mm-hmm. influence for me like my favorite rapper is Pimp C so growing up listening to Pimp C and like a lot of 3-6 Mafia and stuff like that uh-huh. I was thinking I was like wow this would sound really cool if a girl was saying all this stuff mm-hmm. so looking at my mom being in the studio and listening to that type of rap music I was like okay yeah I definitely have to do music I have to be a rapper so that's <laughs> kind of what inspired you mm-hmm. now when did you realize that you actually had talent when I came out the womb no I'm just kidding <laughs> No, uh, so like you just started mimicking what your mom was doing, or at I was some mimicking point? what I was hearing, like in the music, mm-hmm. and I was just like, 
my mom gave me the blueprint. Like, I never paid attention to the words my mom was saying, per se. Like, I knew she was going hard, but, like, that I knew I wanted to rap like how Pimp C was rapping. Mm-hmm. So, um, just mimicking that style, like, um, I probably was about seven once I was realizing that this is what they're saying and this is like the delivery of mm-hmm. it like that's when I knew okay I want to do this too so um it was like this little thing like a little Barbie radio type of thing and randomly it had instrumentals on it I'm pretty sure they don't do things like this anymore but it was like just probably like seven different tracks on it and I wrote a song to one of them and I went in my mama's room and I was like listen to this mama and she was like oh Megan that's so cute like uh-huh, she, uh-huh. she wasn't even thinking I was dead serious uh-huh. but I came back to her again later on in life and like 18 and I was like listen to this song listen mama. to this right so. now did you work like were you a part of a group when you were younger and just it, everything was kind of solo everything was solo everything yeah. was solo now what path did you take to actually emerging as an artist because people want to know how did you break into the industry what were the tangible steps the stallion took to get from A to now blowing up the way that you have. I mean, and I know, you know, I follow you on Instagram and all that. So I know you're all in New York signing yeah. all stuff and doing this, that, and other. You're in California and L.A. But tell us, what were the tangible, t- the tangible steps that you actually took to be able to emerge as an artist? Because it's very competitive in this industry. Yeah. So, like I said, I always knew that I wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't know what I wanted to do yet, but I knew I wanted to do something. So, so, um, my generation, like, it, the internet is just a, the main thing that you need to get out there on your own and, like, people, like, see, this is my talent, this is what I'm doing. So, as soon as I could get on the internet, um, I'm just showing everything that I got. Like, before before it was me even putting out music, I was just being funny on Instagram or being funny on Facebook and just, po- like, posting pictures of myself all the time. Like, I just always had a very strong internet presence. Okay. So, and then you started getting a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. A lot of followers, a lot of comments, a lot of likes and everything like that. So, I was really grooming everybody to know, keep an eye out on me, this page, yeah, right? Yeah, keep an eye. You're going to so, come. So, how did you come up with the name? Because I see young Tina Snow, H-Town Hottie, the Stallion, tell us how did you come up with branding yourself? Um, so I, I like to think of myself as the life of the party kind of person. Uh, I'm like just super energetic and like very outspoken. So uh, me being the H-Town hottie, I call myself the hot girl. I am the hot girl. Being a hot girl is somebody that's like unapologetically them, like somebody that's just like a great friend. And I'm just like always gassing up others, like just somebody that just like really motivates other people. Okay, well, you're teaching me something because I didn't know what a hottie was. Did y'all know what well, a hottie was? My definition definition of a hottie. Yeah. Okay, so, so basically you kind of, you created that brand. The brand that persona that so, persona so um like i just wanted a title for girls with this type of personality so i was just calling us the high girls and my supporters are called the hotties so whether you be a <laughs> <laughs> whether you be a boy or a girl you can be a hottie so uh and i feel like it's just really like a thing about confidence like anybody could be a hottie you know uh-huh, what i'm saying uh-huh. like uh, you know hottie is a compliment like oh, oh yeah, yeah girl you looking oh, hot yeah. today you know uh-huh. what i'm saying so uh-huh. like i definitely wanted something that was just uplifting a lot of people so tina snow that's my alter ego okay so, uh, <laughs> so i was on point right on like point. when you <laughs> said oh you got an alter ego i was like, like oh she gets it. it she gets it okay <laughs> so that's my alter ego like i said pimp c is my favorite rapper and one of his aliases was tony snow so I think I'm the female version of Pimp C. So that's where okay, Tina Snow comes from. A, okay, right. so it's all coming together. Now mm-hmm. tell us, what has this whole experience been like? Because I know you probably, 
I mean, how old are you? First of all, how old? I'm 23. Are you? So you're 23. So you've mm-hmm. been working this since you were what? About 18. Or mm-hmm. so, what has this whole experience been like for you? Um. <laughs> like everybody always say, oh my God, Megan, like you're coming up so quick. Like this is all happening so fast for you. But like, if in my opinion, it's been happening all my life. I feel like I've been waiting a very long time to be this age Absolutely. to do what I'm doing. Like, because I, like I said, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. So going from me trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to entertain people with, from me trying to make sure I wasn't doing anything just super crazy. So if when once I did get in the public light, you know, crazy things wouldn't come back up about me or you know uh-huh, what I'm saying like uh-huh. I always try to carry myself in a way like a superstar mm-hmm. so just getting to the point to where I am now like I just feel so blessed and I'm so excited I'm always excited I feel like I'm always on edge like okay what am I gonna do next like oh my god Megan you have to go harder than what you did last time like so I'm just <laughs> which would be hard to do by the way if you all have not followed her give them your information like on Instagram oh follow me at the stallion T-H-E-E stallion and the same thing on Twitter too yeah <laughs> you will see how hard Megan really goes. Megan, yeah. you know, I listen to some of it and then oh, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> and I see the visuals and I'm like, okay, okay. But I love it because I know how you are in my class. Let me right. just explain this to you all. This was the person before I even knew what she did or any of that. Um, I was first impressed with the fact that number one, she always came on time uh, before time. And number two, she always sat, sat on the front row mm-hmm. in the same seat. And so that made her stand out amongst all the other students because other students would come in. They would sit in different places. But she was going to sit at the same row in the same seat every single time. So that's what stood out the most about you to me. Um, But, you know, I think that when people get involved in this industry... People often think about the downside, the downside of it. I mean, maybe the people you may be around and the different kind of influences that may be out there. How have you managed to avoid some of the pitfalls that many people face when they get caught up in that entertainment industry? So, well, first of all, my mom is my manager. Uh-oh. So everywhere I go, my mom is right there, too. So that definitely puts people in a in a mind frame. Let me watch what I say. Let me watch what I do because her mother's in the room. Mm-hmm. And then that puts me in check, too. I, my mom's in here. I'm not going to do nothing disrespectful in front of my mother. So, like, I always, you know, try to be mm-hmm. lady. Like, I'm going to turn up and I'm going to do me. But just know Holly going to be somewhere. My mom's name is Holly. She's going to be somewhere <laughs> in the cut watching. So she we ain't going to act too crazy in here. Uh-huh. But, um, and then definitely like I know myself mm-hmm. and a lot of people I feel like they come into the, the industry are characters so they're not really being themselves so it's easy for them to fall into whatever their character is and if you know you're acting like this other people are going to bring certain things to you like hey come come down this dark path and do these crazy mm-hmm. things because this is, this is the image you're giving off and this is what you're doing so me being me people are only going to give you the type of energy that you give out. So mm-hmm. I give the type of energy I give out, that's what people bring to me. So it's not easy for me to just fall into like a low point. Like, mm-hmm. you know you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. not easy for me to go down the wrong path because nine times out of ten, I'm the one who leading us down the path and I'm not going to take you the wrong way. It, it, hello. Mm-hmm. hello. And what did we learn about our values? Right. You know, we our have core our values. Our core values. Yes. <laughs> and so you ultimately coming through, I mean, you have a mission, a vision, and a value statement. You understand what your core values are. And I I think when you're true to who you are, mm-hmm. that helps you avoid some of these, you know, pitfalls that can come along with the industry. Now, did you have any mentors along the way? 
I've just watched my mother. Mm-hmm. Like, every, whether she knew it or not, like, I don't even think a lot of things that she was doing was intentional. I'm just watching. I'm a very, like, observant person. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, just anybody, anybody that I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, they did this and they, they didn't work out for them. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, they did this and they worked out for them. Okay, let me mm-hmm. see, figure out how I could tweak it in my own way. Ooh, so, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, I definitely just watch a lot of people's mistakes and a lot of people's accomplishments. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, how can we make this the Megan way? Make so, it the Megan yeah. way. And I love that because it's like following a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to re- reinvent the wheel. No. So <laughs> many people want to go out there and just always do it their way. But incorporating or marrying your way with other ways that have proven and shown to be right. successful takes away a lot of time. You know, yeah. it can help speed up <laughs> the, the process. process. Now, tell us what advice you would share with those young ladies that want to do what you're doing. I would say to never compromise who you are to, you know, fit the mold of what somebody else wants you to be. Never put yourself in uncomfortable positions to where you're going to look back later in life and be like, dang, I wish I would have never did that. Or dang, I wish I would have never said that. Or I should have never put myself in this position for, you know, this outcome to happen. Whatever you do, just do it. And knowing you would, you're not going to regret it later. And just mm-hmm. don't give up either, because just because something is not working out for you right now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be working out for you in a year. Mm-hmm. So definitely just stay consistent and stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And how have you managed to remain focused? Because, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they, they get a man or a boo, they, they yeah. you know, they get in love, all these kinds of things. And sometimes it can either distract you mm-hmm. or depending on who you choose as a partner, they can help you um, in the process. What advice would you give for women that... Um, are trying to do a, a little balancing and juggling act between, you know, pursuing their own passions and personal dreams and then having to choose between that and, you know, perhaps relationships that they may be in. Well, so luckily for me, like I said, I was the only child and I got a lot of attention as a kid. So like me being a grown woman now, I'm not really seeking attention from a man. I don't need like validation from others to make me feel good. So like I have like a lot of self love going on over oh here. So, <laughs> so that's so, not even on, that's not a priority. No, like me being in a relationship will be me getting ready myself, like to accept somebody else into all this love I got going on mm-hmm. over here like mm-hmm. because if you don't love yourself or if you're not confident in what you have going on it's easy for somebody to get in and manipulate your situation because if you are not you know just solid within you know you're just gonna mold to whatever else somebody else have going on so mm-hmm. that person you might be living out this dream that wasn't even yours so mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like just letting somebody else get into your life and taking them take letting them take you into a different direction like that's never gonna like mm-hmm. result in anything positive so mm-hmm. I would just definitely say make sure you are happy with who you looking at in the morning in the mirror and hello. going to sleep with at night hello because a lot of girls um, are looking for ways to build their confidence yeah. you know they're looking for ways to build their confidence and relationships with like like um, boyfriend and girlfriend relationships are really not that to me like I don't feel like you being a broken person or you being an incomplete person is going to make you more complete by getting with somebody else because now you about to come bring your toxicness over there to them <laughs> exactly. like, it's, a, it's okay I can admit mm-hmm. I was toxic in a relationship mm-hmm. before like mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that is me coming from a very mature Your place. place. That's right, that. to like, be able to admit that. Right. I know, I know I'm kind of off. You know, I'm mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and spoiled. And spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, me not even putting that on no man right now. <laughs> You can concentrate and focus on. I can on. concentrate. Right. I there can fix you myself. Go. You yeah. can fix yourself. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're about to have some fun because we're going to get to know you better. These are some off the wall questions, but we have incorporated <laughs> them in this season because people just inquiring minds want to know. Now, if you had your own late night talk show, who would you invite as your first guest? Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> I love Queenie. Beyonce. Oh, have you ever met her, man? I have not met Beyonce yet, but I really, I just deep down feel like it's coming soon. It's coming soon. So, like, when I meet her, I'm really going to try to keep, like, a straight face. Like, yes, uh-huh, Beyonce. Uh-huh. Like, I'll be practicing, like, what am I going to say when I meet Beyonce? Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, you know, y'all going to be like family because she's from Houston. Right. So, hey, we, we take care of our own. Now, if a movie was made of your life, mm-hmm. what genre would it be? And who would you want to play you? It will be an action movie and action. I want to play myself. If okay, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't feel like anybody can be me better than Nobody I can. Nobody can be you better than you. And right. you said an action film because it's just a lot going it's on. It's a lot going on. Like I'm gonna take you through the beginning. You know, you know, very mellow. Then we get to the climax. It's gonna be crazy. And then, you know, the end. You know, the end probably is still gonna kind of be like a climax mm-hmm. because it's not really over yet. So mm-hmm. we just mm, we gonna end with like some crazy stuff. Ready for you to be ready for part two. Part two. Mm-hmm. Part two. Mm-hmm. And that brings up another point you know you're a rapper now is there a possibility that you would be interested in moving into other things like tv or film yes Yes. well so my favorite genre of movie is horror Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like any horror movies that have come out this year or in the past few years have been any good at all like they're so boring and predictable or they're horrible remakes of other movies Uh so uh i definitely want to start writing horror films because like i feel like i'm a i'm gonna scare you (laughs) and it's gonna be real interesting like you know you get the the killer he come in he just killing everybody you don't know where he came from why you killing people like and we always die first so you're gonna make sure we make it to the I'm end i'm gonna make sure we make it all the way to the end <laughs> to the end of the movie we might even be the killer honestly like you know what i'm saying like i gotta i gotta put on for us because we can't keep going out like this uh-huh. so i feel like you know what if the person if the killer was a black person like the movie wouldn't be over or so predictable so fast because i feel like we'd be thinking about crazy mm-hmm. stuff and i feel like I don't know. That, that I feel like that movie would just go on and on and on. Like, you know, like the whole Candyman uh-huh, uh-huh. series. Like, multiple, multiple. You know what I'm saying? Sequence. Like, I feel like it would be able to be remade a couple of times because, like, uh, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other yeah. conversation. Well, it's good to know that that's an interest. You know, that that's yeah. something that you are um, open to. Because, mm-hmm. like I say, when we're open to the universe, we don't know what. We don't know what we're going to end up doing. We do not know what we're going to end up And, baby, you're young. This is just the beginning right. for Megan P. I keep calling her Megan P. That's how I know. But for this is just the beginning for the stallion. Right. This is just the beginning. So, you're young. Now, what the, would the title of your autobiography be? Hottie World. Hottie World. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of reminding me of um, Travis Scott with the Astro World. Yeah. Because yeah. we all from Houston, we all remember Astro World. I still can't believe Astro World is gone. You know, I, I'm so mad because people that like were actually like 20 something in the 90s mm-hmm. or people that were in their teens in the 90s, they got to actually experience Astro World like a lot. Oh, for, yeah. I was like five. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even get to really go all out how everybody did. So I'm really upset. Most 
most people in that age range, they either worked at Astroworld at some point in the summers. I know my sister did. And I mean, it was just, it was huge. It was like a, I just couldn't believe that Six Flags would go out of business in that kind of way because it seemed like Houston got a lot of business at Ashwood. Always and seemed they packed. have so many of them in other cities. So can we have it back? Can we have can it back? Bring Astroworld bring back. Astroworld in the meantime, we want to read Hottie World. Right. One day we're going to read Hottie World. Yes. Now, what would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable to you? Like finally making it to the bottom of the ocean and realizing that all the dinosaurs are still down there. Wow. I think that like the sea is just the most fascinating thing ever. Like, Because if you really think about well, the water is the oldest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's under really there. We don't know what's right. there. So it, it could be a whole other world down there. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. And then the, like the ocean keeps like churning itself and we keep on finding like crazy fish we've never mm-hmm. seen before. So there's no telling what's still alive down there. You know, you're taking me to a whole nother place now. Because now I'm saying, what if mermaids really do exist? They probably you know, do. Now, like, now, we, now, now we're sounding crazy. What, unicorns and mermaids? You but can't say what doesn't how, exist. How do we know? Maybe that is a fairy tale in a sense, but it's it's spoken out of some All level of truth. All fairy tales come from somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Like, what is the root? What is the root of it? So I think that's an interesting thing. Now, if you had a superpower... What would that superpower be and why? Probably telekinesis. Because, mm. I don't know, I think it'd just be super cool to be able to move things with your mind. Mm. So definitely, you know, that's something I want to do. Be able mm. to get the remote from across the room. Uh-huh, not have to get up. <laughs> right. Now, what is your favorite? Because people want to know, what. Do, first of all, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and she, for those who haven't seen, she's the cutest little shape. And she, she's got height on her, too. And she's not, uh, you just look healthy. Oh, you know, you. in an industry where people are starving themselves yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff to look a certain way, you really, really look healthy. So we're going to ask you this question about food. But before we ask you about your favorite breakfast and your favorite, all of that, what do what are your dietary secrets? Like, Because I know you work out, yeah. you have a trainer, and do you eat clean? Are you vegan? Or you Tell us a little bit about your habits. I'm all over the place with my diet. <laughs> like sometimes you eat crawfish. I don't eat crawfish. Oh, I'm scared okay. of them. No, I cannot she eat is something from I have to. And does not eat crawfish. No, like and I look, y'all don't judge me, but okay. it, it has eyes. Oh, it does. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at and it, looking at me. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not gonna like, do all No, I feel like it's too much work to get to a little piece of meat. It is a lot of work. So yeah, crawfish are definitely not for me. But um, I'm not. I do like to diet. I don't want to call it a diet because mm-hmm. diets seem too like that's too much commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I try to eat healthy, but okay. when I'm on the road, like I definitely probably don't get to eat all day long. So when I finally get to eat, it's like twelve o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Now I know that I could probably bring a cooler and I could have my fruit mm-hmm. in there. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I really be on that, mm-hmm. but sometimes I don't have time to get it together. I got and you. I'm a straight going for whatever's open at twelve so o'clock at night. So you are open if it's a water burger. If it's I mean, you right. eat, but I don't eat. I don't eat pork. You don't eat pork. Okay. I barely eat beef. I eat a lot of fish. Like I love sushi. Okay. I love salmon. Like those are like okay. I love seafood. Favorite okay. things. Yeah. Okay. And I think that we can tell. We can tell. <laughs> we can see it all over you and your glow. But what's your favorite breakfast food? And what's your favorite meal to cook? Now, do you cook, Megan? I could cook. Oh, really? I okay. What's your favorite meal to cook? Salmon. Okay. Salmon. Like lemon pepper I had salmon. that last yeah. night. Okay. I feel like it's super easy. 
but mm-hmm. it's you know just all about the seasonings mm-hmm. that you're using and how you long you cook them. You don't use Old Bay. I like I don't know. Like I'm on this new thing now where I like all my meats to taste kind of fruity. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm like cutting up all kind of lemons and oranges Squeezing and maybe yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I just good. love that little citrus twang. Uh-huh. Um, I can cook a lot of vegetables. Now you know what I can't cook, which I probably could, but I don't. I don't want to cook it. I don't know how to cook pork chops. Okay. And like smothered things. He like great making your own gravy. Like I know how to do it, but I don't feel like it's gonna come out tasting that good because mm-hmm. I don't eat gravy. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I don't eat stuff like that. But not saying it's not you mm-hmm. know good, but I don't think it's that good for you. No, it's really so. not. I mean, but but so now in terms of breakfast food, because breakfast food is one of my I could eat breakfast oh, yeah. all, the time. all the time. I love turkey bacon. Uh-huh. I love scrambled eggs. Uh-huh. I love pancakes what's your so. favorite breakfast spot here in houston to eat um have you been to dots i have not been to dots what is that you gotta go to dots off of i-45 i'm telling you you gotta go to dots seriously and they have breakfast all day long then they have telewink you got hanks they have a lot of like little places that you can never just been to get any of these places breakfast i'm gonna have to tell you you about know because i'm not leaving the house oh okay that before, early that early in the morning <laughs> no unless i have to catch a flight somewhere and i'm probably uh-huh. in the airport eating a little cup fruit or something uh-huh. But I definitely got to make it there. <laughs> you got to make it there. Now, are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a night person. Night person. All day long. Cat or dog lover? I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. Do you have like, a pet? No. Uh, I don't. I, well, so now that I travel a lot. Yeah, that's kind of difficult. But people take their pets with them They everywhere. do. So I've been like begging my mom to let me get a dog. And mm-hmm. she's like, Megan, who's going to take care of the dog? And I'm like, I'm going to take care of the mm-hmm. dog. She's like, Megan, we're not packing the dog all over the place. I'm like, yes, we are. You, do you know there are people who do? Yes. I mean, literally, they don't go anywhere without their dog. My mama doesn't like animals, though. Uh-huh. So, but uh-huh. if, I could, if I can get a dog right now, I would. You would. I think I'm just going to get one. And yeah. then just surprise. Get a dog. Now, <coughs> our, um, coffee or tea? Tea. Tea? Mm-hmm. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? I think I will go back in time because I need to understand what's going on with the world. Like, I need to understand why. And when I say in, back in time, I mean, like, far back in time, like, when all of this just happened. So I could see, okay, this is what's going on. This is why the world is round. And this is why this is happening. You so know back to, like, creation. Right. When it was just I energy. And yeah. How did we evolve to the point where we have universes? Right. Because everybody's arguing about it. And it's just like, look. Let me see. Mm-hmm. I need to know. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite place of all places you've traveled? Mm, I really like California. Mm-hmm. My daughter's uh, in California. Yeah, she I loves love it. California. Yeah, California is beautiful. Every time I go, the weather is just awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you, can y'all wear sleeveless shirts all year? Uh-huh. That's what y'all do? Uh-huh. So I've been really thinking about well, moving Cal- there mm-hmm. for the summer at least. California is beautiful. What's on your bucket list? What is on your bucket list? Well, recently I just added skydiving to my bucket list. Okay. Um, a lot of things. Well, so I don't. Even, I, I, I guess my bucket list is kind of like a to do list for me because, mm-hmm. like, one of the main things at the top of my bucket list was to sign a record deal, and I just recently did that. All right, congratulations! Right? So I was like, okay, <laughs> you well, know what I mean? You just recently, like, like last just, week, right, like just, just recently. Signed it. So. I was like, okay, what so was that experience like? All I didn't this believe hard it. Work and you were sitting there at that table. I'm assuming it's a table at that I'm table, table. <laughs> and you are about to 
put that pen in your hand and commit and what what was that what was that feeling like Megan I didn't believe it all day long like cuz I had been through a couple of meetings and I had been, had offers from a couple of labels and like 300 like they have always been in the cut like they've always been in the background like Megan we want you over here you're going to be the first lady like you know they've always been very aggressive about everything so like finally I was like know what this is where we need to be at like come on mama let's go i want to be somewhere where i'm gonna be a priority so i I get on the plane and i'm on my way and they're like okay yeah man you gonna sign today and i'm like we're gonna see like because i I don't like to believe anything until it's like right in my face i know i know i don't believe nothing until it's right until i see it it and Mm -hmm. i can touch it Mm -hmm. so being in the office and they they had the champagne ready they had the hennessy ready they Uh they had the balloons and the music and i was like okay this is really happening so Uh i signed and i was like i'm really a rapper like this is what i do so let's pause you did that yeah (laughs) you did that and you should be proud you should be proud love now, tell us one thing interesting about you that many may not know. Mm, I used to be kind of shy. That is so hard to believe. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, so I probably would have been rapping earlier if uh-huh, I wasn't if so, shy. so shy. Now, I wasn't shy to talk. I wasn't shy to be me. But I was shy to show my talent. Mm-hmm. And you know, just being an artist or being somebody that's going after something that you never did before, naturally you're gonna have some reservations about it. Like, how are the people gonna perceive me? Like, are they gonna like this? Like, but one day I just finally was like, look, I feel like I'm awesome, and I feel like my music is live. So look, let me just put it out there and see what they think. Mm-hmm. And everybody took to it real, real very well. So uh-huh. I was like, well, dang, I wish I would have did this uh-huh. earlier. But I mean, everything happens. You know, at the right time, and everything happens for a reason. God's so. time, and it really does. It really does. And then being able to grow and expand—it's like they saw the ta- other people saw the talent in you, and they're like on board. Yeah. And so you get more followers, you get more listeners, and then you continue to grow and expand. Now we're gonna go on to our closing session. We're we're, we're towards the end. Mm-hmm. We could talk all day, right? But listen, <laughs> we are towards the end, and in this 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 part, we kind of get philosophical um, with with our listeners and ask you questions just kind of to make you reflect and to share who you are as a person. Now, what three words would you use to describe you as a woman? Uh, Definitely confident, definitely sexy, and definitely strong. And, you know, I'm going to add, is your professor smart? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am smart. (laughs) Because I think you're very, very smart. Thank you. Um, And... What is, and I think we touched on it, you signing your deal, your greatest accomplishments so far. Would it be that, signing that deal? Yeah. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm. Um, So my dad passed when I was maybe 14 or 15. But he would always tell me, because I was spoiled, but he would always tell me, hold what you got till you get what you need. Hold so, what you got mm-hmm. till you get what you need. Right. So that was just always me trying to go out of the way to get something extra, you know, before I was really going to get you know, the bigger picture. Like, I wasn't seeing the bigger picture at first. So I guess in a way, now me being grown, I'm looking at it for appreciate what you got right now. 
until you're able to get what you really want. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, it's what you need. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some great advice. What is the greatest lesson that you've learned in your life? Just always staying true to yourself and true to your own brand. Staying Never true. letting anybody come in and change what you have going on. Fill in the blank. Life is constantly changing. Constantly changing. Where does the stallion go from here? Hmm. I'm about to drop a new project. I'm about to drop a new mixtape called Fever. And I feel like 2019 is definitely going to be the year for me. Like a definite takeoff year. So I'm excited. (laughs) Absolutely. You're going to blow up. You are going to blow up. You are going to blow up. Already blown up, but you're going to blow up even higher. Megan, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as somebody who definitely gave great advice and gave a lot of people newfound confidence. I want to be somebody that put a smile on a bunch of people's faces. And that's how you're going to be remembered. The Stallion. <laughs> Megan me. thank you thank so you for having much. Me. This is like the best interview that I've had thus far, is I it? swear, yes. Is it? Like the, a lot of people ask me the same questions, but you asked me some really good questions that nobody has ever asked me before. Look, we're learning so much about you as a person because <laughs> people see the persona, but I want our listeners to know Megan as the person. So yeah. thank you so much for well, sharing thank you your for story. Having me. And I just want everybody to know she's like the best professor <laughs> on the campus. So make sure if you're a health administration major, you're taking this class. <laughs> thank you so much, love. And you have been listening to Actuality Talk. I'm Doc Mel. Be sure to listen to us next time for another great conversation. Is it complicated? Do you have a situation, need encouragement, or looking for inspiration? Then give me a call at 832-780-9166. And speak to me, Doc Mel, your inner spirit life coach. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>